We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Ball settles in a clean pocket, and it is cut by Keanu. 20, 15, 10, 5, on his feet, touchdown! What a play! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's get you ready for BYU football. Here's the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Good morning, good afternoon. I guess it will depend on where you are. Welcome in to Cougar Pregame Live. We are presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America is the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today, the 4-2 and two BYU Cougars host the 3-3 three and three Arkansas Razorbacks out of the SEC on homecoming. My name is is Jason Shepard. Thank you so much for joining us for BYU football. Joining us on the west side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium for in Cougar Canyon is my partner, former BYU quarterback and our radio analyst, Riley Nelson. And Riley, at the beginning of the season, we kind of thought that there was a pretty good possibility that this game would feature two teams ranked in the top 25. Well, unfortunately, that is not the case with both teams on the outside looking in. And while ranking is taken out of the equation, there is still this is still a big-time matchup today in Provo between two teams who have never faced each other. If you're just looking for a caliber of, of play, this is going to be a great game for everybody involved, including these two schools that still have a lot to fight for. We're only at the midway point of this season. Both teams... Uh, you know, Arkansas definitely looks to the absence in the last couple weeks of their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, who's an absolute game changer. And BYU, who has struggled with injuries in their own right, uh, you know, looks back at the losses against Notre Dame and Oregon and kind of wishes what were. And so they're both looking to get that bad taste to their mouth, and there's no better test than to sharpen iron against iron here uh, in Lavelle Edwards Stadium today. Well, and I think this is a measuring stick for both teams. Both teams know how good the other team is, and they want to see how they stack up. Yeah, and they it's going to be interesting. It's going to be two contrasting styles. Uh, Arkansas is going to spread the ball, move move quick at tempo. They've been struggling to find answers on the back end of their secondary. Meanwhile, BYU is just trying to find ways to string together drives of, of more plays and not, yeah. not get doubled up in the time of possession right and have their defense kind of hang on and, and do some of that. Also try and get a full tr- – they're trying still to this point in the season to get a game where they have their full complement of offensive weapons, which I don't know if we'll see that today or not but you're right still plenty to play for in these teams it's a gut check heading into the second half of this 2022 campaign all right before the cougars face the razorbacks let's get to our game headlines well i mentioned it a minute ago today is homecoming homecoming festivities have been going on here around the stadium and on campus for a couple of days byu coming off a loss in las vegas last weekend the loss dropped the Cougars to 4-2, and 28-20, BYU falling to Notre Dame. The rush defense still needs improvement, and one thing that Kalani Satake was not happy with after the game and was talking about it really during the week as well was all of the personnel issues and having to waste some timeouts because the right personnel wasn't on the field. Those are things right now that I, I know that the coaching staff's kind of pulling their hair out about. I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> I was having a hard time tempering my frustration on air, and it's not our place to, you know, as Greg and I are in the live game call, it's not our place to critique or analyze too deeply, but holy cow, Jay, uh, Shep, it's, I mean, that was game six, right? And this is game seven. Those things should be in the far distant past for any team, especially 
a, a team that it doesn't have a bunch of play, uh, faces. I mean, one of the things about BYU is they play so many guys defensively that guys should know the routine, uh, you know, and, and they should be used to subbing in and out, and they should know when they're supposed to be on and off the field. So uh, being at home, uh, being in a foreign environment kind of accentuates that. Being here at home, Hopefully they can uh, clean it up. They cleaned up the penalties, which I was glad to yes. see, right? They went from 10 to 1, and the one penalty was a delay of game. Again, kind of on the coaches and the sidelines. So no actual live game penalties. They cleaned that up. Now if they can only clean up you know, the sideline and the, and the on and off the field, they're getting closer and closer, at least uh, to those pre-snap, post-snap execution parts of the game. Well, and you mentioned whether or not BYU is going to have its full complement. Even if the guys are on the field, you wonder how close to 100% they are. And I think first and foremost, you look at quarterback Jaron Hall. Uh, he was not 100% last week. We found out during the uh, the week that he didn't even practice last week. Uh, so, But it, everything seems to be, in terms of practicing this week, he was a full go. Uh, so uh, we will see... Um, See how he performs today. We'll have a little bit more on that coming up in Cougar Cuts. Uh, but BYU coming off a better performance running the ball, though. But if that aspect can become more consistent, running the ball consistently and getting, you know, chunk yardage and being able to, especially on first down, being able to get good distance on first down really opens up the playbook moving forward. If they can do that, BYU's offense is going to be in good shape. Well, when you compare the uh, – you mentioned the running game, right? And here's one aspect where that helps. The last uh, – three out of the last four games, if you if you isolate those where the time of possession has really been upside down and you compare it against the average, and if you take those three games, really the offense has played just under two and the defense has played just over four, right? If you, if you take what an average game would be and then uh, you make it proportional. I probably lost most of our listeners as I tried to go through that. Bottom line is the defense <laughs> has been on the field so much more. It's like they played an extra game in the last three weeks. And the running game is one of the best ways to help keep that defense on the sideline, help keep them from taking extra shots, from wearing down, not only over, over the course of the game, but also the course of the season and having the depth whittle away. Uh, you mentioned the health of Jaron Hall. I hope that, yeah, I, I'm excited for the run game. I think the O-line has responded to – you know, um, has responded to the early season perceived struggles. Chris Brooks was, to me, playing with some of the most fire and intensity of anybody on the field last week against Notre Dame. Obviously, we'll see Miles Davis miss with an injury after his breakout game. We'll see what happens with him. But ultimately, for me, how's that right shoulder doing for Jaron Hall? The secondary for Arkansas is still trying to answer questions for themselves, and his ability to drive the ball down the field and attack that part of their defense is going to be a major opportunity for BYU if they can capitalize. All right, let's get to some of the headlines. For the visitors from Arkansas, head coach Sam Pittman in his third season. Arkansas 3-3 three and three after dropping three in a row. Uh, and not to any slouch teams, by the way. Texas A&M, Alabama, and Mississippi State. If there's one thing the Razorback offense wants to do and can do, it is run the football. 234 yards per game. Uh, Sanders leading Arkansas with 695 yards and five touchdowns. He leads the SEC in yards and yards per game at 116. And for a BYU defense that so far this season has struggled to slow down the run that is not a good combination to look at today uh quarterback kj jefferson did not play against mississippi state he is expected to go tonight he is a true dual threat quarterback he's thrown nine touchdowns rushed for four he's one of only two sec quarterbacks to do that uh jaden hazelwood leading receiver with 364 he has two scores and here's something to pay attention to linebacker drew sanders is one of the top defensive players in the sec he has six and a half sacks already 
already. That's first in the SEC and second nationally. He's a guy you need to make sure you know where he is at every at every point of this game. Especially now that it's public knowledge that the quarterback's dealing with a little bit of a sore shoulder, right? Not that he, but within the framework of the game, you best believe a quarterback's that's blood. Or sorry, for a linebacker, a top tier linebacker like Sanders, that's blood in the water. You know, every chance he can get to put a put a hit on a quarterback he's going to do no kj jefferson in my opinion for these arkansas razorbacks will probably be the best athlete the best all-around athlete that byu will face this season at least definitely in my opinion up to this point in the season and they're the metal of this byu run defense will be tested to the max today i you know as i look at uh, you mentioned three and three in a three-game slide coming into this game i think as, as you look at a&m and alabama at least as compared to arkansas probably a personnel advantage for a&m and alabama arkansas is pro, you know their their depth and quality of players probably isn't on par with them mississippi state i think arkansas might be slightly more talented than and a little bit deeper however coach mike leach is at mississippi state i talk about putting the ball in the air and i talked about during when we were mentioning jaron hall his ability to be able to distribute the ball and attack this secondary is going to give byu uh, you know a, a real good chance at um giving the the razorbacks some fits on their offense and defense and then of course byu defense uh, priority number one is stuff the, stuff the run all right, coming up next in Cougar Cuts, will Jaron Hall be ready to go this afternoon? You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. It's time for Cougar Cuts, and both teams had hoped that today would be a game that would have college football playoff implications, but even though both teams come into this matchup unranked, head coach Kalani Satake said he expects both teams to play with a sense of urgency. Yeah, well, the talent's there to be ranked so high and, and, and to go through that. We just played against Notre Dame, who was ranked fifth in the country um, preseason, you know. And, and so the talent's there. You can see it. Um, they've had a string of injuries and some things that have happened where uh, it's knocked them off of, off track of whether, where they, they can play. And uh, I'm expecting their best shot. It seems like we get everyone's best shot, so we need to make sure that we give ours this weekend. And the film, right away, it, it's, you know, we had that opportunity to play against Notre Dame and I maybe didn't take advantage of all, all the, the opportunities that we had against them but this is a way for us to do do it again against a really talented team that can hurt you and so uh, I think it's a great challenge for us I I hope it gets the most out of our guys and they definitely have our attention but but, you know looking into this they're in the same position as we are that that we're you know there's a sense of urgency to play your best and uh, hopefully we can we can get there when we play against them Saturday. You know, Riley, this was a situation where we knew after seven games that was really going to tell us really what BYU was playing for the rest of the way. You had the games against Oregon. You had the games against Baylor, Notre Dame, and Arkansas. Those were going to be the measuring measuring stick games. And now BYU's at the last one of those, and, and you can hear it. Coach Kalani wants to see a sense of urgency with his guys today. They need it. I mean, I look at this game as this is the razor's edge of the season or the tipping point or the crucible or whatever, you know, imagery you want to put there. 
you win this game, you go two and two against those you know big four opponents that everybody was looking at on the schedule, right? And you you kind of wish you had Notre Dame back. Going up to Autzen in Oregon probably wasn't in the cards, but you go two and two, you lose this game. Now all of a sudden, I'm nervous traveling two time zones across the country to go to Virginia to play against a Liberty team that's five and one, runs a really unique style of offense, right? And and now you're nervous about like dropping three in a row. So BYU needs to come out with that sense of urgency, and they need they. I mean, it, it's it, it's crazy, and, and it's a way it's a tremendously overused term. But this is a must-win game for BYU. We've been looking back on the best wins of the Independence era during pregame this season, and we'll actually have another game to showcase in a few segments. But safety Micah Harper says it's because of independence that the Cougars have this opportunity to showcase themselves against the team out of the SEC. I think it's cool to uh, to play an SEC team. You know, being independent, we get the, a good variety of playing every team from every conference. I think that it just shows the kind of uh, brand of football and toughness that we have to be able to play teams from the West Coast, the East Coast, the Southeast Conference, the ACC, you know, Notre Dame being independent. I think it's, it's a great opportunity, and it just shows that we're able to play in any conference, honestly. Look, that's what independence has given BYU it's these types of opportunities especially at this part of the season I mean obviously it's not as early as maybe some of the other ones but having a team out of the SEC jump out of conference to come to Provo in in the middle of October that just doesn't happen very often and it's going to be it's a luxury that I think we'll miss look everyone I think is going to be tremendously pleased and super excited to enter the Big 12 and to be in the Big 12 and the being in a conference brings a different dynamic right especially for a fan you pay more there's more teams to pay more attention to because you're tracking the rankings of where you are in the conference but what you miss is opportunities like this one that really is is such a treat because it for the vast majority of the history of college football matchups like this just don't happen so to see it come to uh, fruition here today is tremendous opportunity for all involved all right we were talking about this earlier jaron hall was not his usual self last week against notre dame and we found out why this week here is both offensive coordinator aaron roderick and jaron hall himself talking about the circumstances surrounding his play against the irish and how things look heading into today's matchup well, I guess, I mean, I'm sure the word is out. He, he was banged up from the Utah State game and didn't practice really at all last week. And, and then I thought in the game, it definitely wasn't his best game. He played he played like a guy who didn't practice, you know. I think uh, he, still, he still made some great plays that gave us a chance, especially in the second half. But, um, you know, practice reps are important. And fortunately this week, he he's, hasn't missed any reps this week. And he's, I think I expect him to be ready to play on Saturday. Practice every day, been back to it. You know, it's you know midseason. Everyone gets dinged up. I was dinged up, you know, you know, a couple weeks ago, and you know I've been battling through that, but I feel a lot better this week. Have more practice reps, and you know, I'm confident for this Saturday. BYU needs Jaron Hall. I know that may not necessarily be like an earth-shattering comment because I think it's it's pretty obvious, but he has been the one constant for this offense all year long. And if BYU is going to have a chance to beat a team like Arkansas, they're going to need Jaron Hall today. They're going to need Jaron, and not just his play or his arm or his legs. They're going to need his leadership. I one of the things I saw, I, you started to see it a, a little bit as BYU mounted their, you know, their comeback that fell up short. But you saw Chris Brooks run with that intensity and that physicality. He seemed to ignite not just the sideline but all the Cougar faithful in the stands there at Allegiant Stadium last last week. Jaron needs to be that inspiring 
you know, factor, that inspiring catalyst for this, not just this offense, but this whole BYU sideline, and then all bring the full force of Lavelle Edwards Stadium into this day game today. Because if you can do that, this Arkansas team coming out of the south, up into the mountains, two time zones, uh, you know, playing in a day game, that could overwhelm what is a very talented and very scary Arkansas Razorbacks team. And it all starts with Jaron. All right, coming up next, he grew up in Arkansas. So how does defensive lineman Caden Hawes feel about playing the Razorbacks? Find out in Shep Talk, more Cougar pregame live right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're on the west side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium hanging out in Cougar Canyon. This is Cougar pregame live. It is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh, I was just reminded, Riley, as I saw Cleon Wall walk by do want to thank him for uh, for filling in for me last week while I was in beautiful Stockton, California, uh, at the University of the Pacific. Uh, he filled in for me on uh, as the studio host with you. Uh, but I just saw him walking by with like five of the chocolate cougar tails. I don't know if I can restrict. I didn't know if you were going to bring this up, Chef. I don't know. I have very strong feelings about this. I don't know if we have a segment. For um, okay, let's hold on. Okay, strong feelings meaning you're pro the chocolate or anti the chocolate? Because I am so pro the chocolate one. As far as a culinary element, yeah, I'm pro. But anti in the fact that I have yet to see a cougar in the wild whose tail it's has fine. a black stripe That's along fine. Fine, that's fine. I don't care if I'm calling it a panther tail. I'm taking chocolate over maple any day of the week. That's, that's, that is a personal thing for me. This is going to strain our relationship, but I think it will overcome. <laughs> okay. Chef. All right. Well, how about we get to this? Caden Hawes grew up in the state of Arkansas. His dad was a former player at the University of Utah. So while he cheered for the Utes, he also cheered for the, the first Razorbacks. Half is complete. With all that, he still ended up at BYU. We get into that and much more in today's Shep Talk and I started things off by asking Caden how the team is heading into this game after the loss to Notre Dame. I definitely think it's a feeling of you know we're ready to get back to work you know got got to credit Notre Dame they made a lot of great plays you know their tight end had a a crazy game Um, you know you think he he drops maybe one or two of those crazy catches Uh, things may go a little bit more our way but no I credit to them they played a great game Um, we obviously could have done could have done more, could have gotten off the field faster. But, yeah, everybody's ready to get back to work. There's some things we improved on, you know, from from Utah State to, to Notre Dame, and now we're looking to improve as we go and play Arkansas this week. So just ready to work. Where do you feel those areas of improvement need to come, whether for you personally or for the D-line in general? Where do you feel the most improvement is needed right now? I think, as you know, as a team, everybody just needs to, you know, take the just the next step forward, just do a little bit more individually I you know I feel like I could get off my blocks a little bit faster maybe you know being on the play a little bit more no I I think really overall everybody just needs to do a little bit more and I think that's what Kalani's talked about the past week week and a half and what you know coach Suyaki's talked about is we just need a little bit more from from everybody just in all just in all phases I don't know how much you like to do media stuff but this is kind of a week that's built for you being from the state of Arkansas what does it mean to you to face the Razorbacks this week yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, I still have two guys that I went to high school with actually on the team still. Luke Jones, their left tackle, and then um, Hudson Henry, who is one of their tight ends. So 
they're both a year younger than me. Hudson actually two years younger. Yeah, I'm I'm way excited to to see them. Got some family and friends coming out. Um, it's cool that it's in Provo. When the game was announced, I thought for sure it'd be in Fayetteville, but no, it's it's huge. I mean, it's football down there is is a religion, you know, as, as most people will tell you. No, it's huge. Everybody in the state of Arkansas loves loves the Razorbacks, and it's cool to to get to play them. So it's yeah, no, I'm excited. Were you an Arkansas fan growing up? I mean, did you ever consider playing there? You know what's funny is my my dad actually played at the U. So I grew up I grew up a Utah fan living in Arkansas. Like, you know, everybody there's pretty much Razorback fan. So I I always cheered for him, you know, always had, you know, buddies out of the brothers or so I always cheered for the Razorbacks. I they recruited me a little bit. Sam Pittman was the O-line coach when I was getting recruited. And I went, you know, I went to camps there and he and uh Eric Mateos, funny enough, was the GA. They both recruited me a little bit. But then once uh once Coach 2J, one of our old line old line coaches, called it was I don't know, he just changed my mind and convinced me BYU was the place. So and I and I'm happy. I'm happy I'm here. It's I wouldn't want to play anywhere else. You mentioned your dad played at Utah. You grew up a Utah yeah. fan. Like, tell me the story. How how did that go from growing up that way to ending up at BYU? It was pretty, I mean, I don't know. Utah just didn't offer. And when BYU did, I was like, well, okay. So I, I don't want to have to pay for school. <laughs> and uh <laughs> And so I, it's funny, I grew up saying I'd never, you know, never play for BYU, but uh, my mind was changed pretty quick after I took a visit here, talked to Kalani a couple times, just uh, there's nowhere that I would rather be. It worked out good. It certainly has worked out. Uh, let's focus in on the matchup a little bit more against Arkansas. Obviously, Caden, every team wants to establish the run on offense, but the Razorbacks are one of the nation's most run-heavy teams. Right. Is that where it starts defensively for you guys this week? Yeah, I think so. It looks like Arkansas runs a lot of zone, uh, a little bit more similar to, to our offense, at least in the run game. But yes, no, definitely stopping the run is is going to be our first priority, I would think. I, you know, I think we're going to be ready for it. I mean, these guys are they're hungry for a win after, you know, playing some some big games, you know, lost to AM and Alabama and played both pretty well. So I know they're hungry for a win. I know it'll be a tough physical game. And, and I think you're right, stopping the run will be number one priority. Safe to say though, you guys are just as hungry for a win, though, right? Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. So SEC teams don't necessarily make their way to Provo very often. What type of opportunity is this for you guys this week? Um, I, I think it's huge to to be able to have an SEC team at home. Like I said earlier, I thought for sure when the game was announced that we would be that we'd be in Fayetteville. But Cougar Nation showed up for us every time that we've been at Lavelle Edwards this year and um, you know, hope the Rock can get us a few false start penalties and <laughs> Um, you know, and rattle them a little bit. So, I mean, but they, they play in big stadiums too. You know, it's always loud. And, but yeah, no, it's, it's a huge opportunity for us to get a team like Arkansas at home. We're, we're excited about it. All right, Caden, let's wrap things up with the final four questions. First question for you, what's your favorite class at BYU? You know, funny enough, my, I think my favorite class that I've taken has actually been um, landscape design. Like it's, it, there's no future there, but I grew <laughs> up, <laughs> I grew up, uh, I had my own landscaping company in high school and it was just, it was just interesting. It was a fun class and yeah, learned a lot, but definitely no future there, but. Okay. So it begs the question for landscape design for class. I mean, do you go out and like, do you like Molan? I mean, like, what do you do in the class? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just all. Um, like design, class, that kind lecture. of stuff. Yeah. You, you're like final project is you have to design a property. And so it was cool, but yeah, it was, okay. it was cool. Good okay. class. It was fun. Which is better? The book? Or the movie? Uh, I think I think that's subjective depending on what it is. I think most of the time the book's better, though. 
What's the first thing you would buy if you inherited a million dollars today? I think I'd invest all of it. Oh, you're you're okay. You're one of the uh, the smart, reliable ones that's going to invest it, it and make more money out of it. Because I'm I'm young enough that a million dollars isn't going to last me the rest of my life. I don't think unless it's invested well, you know. So I feel like if I just went and started buying stuff, that it'd run out pretty quick. So it's very smart. That's that's very it's very adult of you to to think <laughs> that direction. It's very that's going to serve you well as uh, as you move on in your life. I hope so. All right. Last question. Um, what will you remember most about the era of independence? Um, I, I think that it's just allowed us to just take another step as a program to be able to play a lot of big name teams to, to come away with a lot of wins against those big teams. I mean, I remember my first year here, I mean, we beat USC and Tennessee in overtime, like those type of wins, I think, or what I'll remember most that it'll, I think just allowed us to take the next step as a program and um, have paved the way for us to be able to enter the big 12 next year. Hayden, great stuff. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, thank you for taking a few minutes and good luck against the Razorbacks. Awesome. Thank you, sir. That's pretty cool that, you know, it grew up in the area. So he certainly knows the history of the Razorbacks and now gets an opportunity to face them as a member of the BYU Cougars. All right. Coming up on the other side, we will visit with the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. He'll join us when we come back. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Joining us now is the voice of the Razorbacks. His name is Chuck Barrett. Chuck, uh, thank you so much for joining us. You're up in the press box right now. What do you think of that view as you look out to the east? Well, one thing I do know, Jason, one of these days when somebody asks me what's the most picturesque setting from which you've ever broadcast a game, I'm not going to have to think about it very long because this is, uh, man, it's beautiful. Unbelievable. Take your breath away. I told you during the week when I joined you on your podcast, I said, it's, if it's not at the top, it's certainly going to be near the top. And to be able to look at that uh, scenery as you call a game, that's, uh, that's quite the treat on a uh, beautiful Saturday afternoon. Well, it is. I mean, you cannot imagine, you know, I don't think anyone could imagine a better college football setting from the one we're going to have today. I understand it's going to be full. There are a lot of students here already. They've got their white shirts on, so uh, shaping up to be a good day. So the Razorbacks are on a three-game skid, and I know there's maybe a couple of different reasons why. What's more to blame for that? Is it the level of competition with A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State? Is it the injuries that the Razorbacks have faced? Is it a combination? What, what, do, you, what do you make of the three-game slide? Well, I do think it's a combination of a lot of that. They let one slip away against Texas A&M, and I think that's, um, you know, that's kind of hung around in the backs of their minds since then. Alabama's Alabama, and I don't know that you can go into that ball game expecting to win. It'd be nice if you did, but I don't know that you expect that. When they played Mississippi State, they played without their starting quarterback. And look, Arkansas is down to, you know, um, they're down to the second and third stringers in some spots in the secondary right now. They're playing guys they never planned on playing. And that showed in the Mississippi State game in the secondary. And when they didn't have their starting quarterback, they just weren't able to answer on offense. And so. Um, it just turned into a bad day. Mississippi State's playing really well right now. but um, So to answer your question, I, I, I think it's a combination of all that. And, um, 
you know, when you get into a skid, sometimes every mistake you make is magnified, and you feel like your margin for error has just, you know, thinned out. And I just kind of think that's the way they've played the last couple of weeks. Chuck, after Sam Pittman, uh, you know, had turned around so quickly this Arkansas program, I think this is this three-game slide, even though it has all the dynamics that you just laid out uh, for the different reasons to explain the, the three-game slide, uh, it's probably his first true test uh, of adversity, right? Having to uh, coming out on the road, playing a non-conference game as a seventh game of the schedule uh, against an opponent like like BYU. Uh, first real bit of adversity. Talk, uh, give our listeners a feel for Sam Pittman, what he's meant to the program over these last two and a half years, and uh, what your sense is from the coaching staff coming into this game today. Well, you know, he took over a situation where the program was in shambles. I mean, we'd not won a conference ball game in two years. Uh, we'd gone 0 and 18, and it was bad. I mean, it was, uh, you know, North Texas State beat us 45 to 19 in Fayetteville, so that's kind of how it was going at that point. Coach Pittman came in, and um, you know, he committed to the lines of scrimmage, uh, which is where we were weakest. And you know, the turnaround I think went a little bit more quickly than people expected. And when that happens, they expect the, you know, they expect the full rise to go better than expected, or more quickly than expected. And um, you know, you run into some realities. This team lost three in a row last year. They were four and three through seven games, and they got hot at the end, and they ended up going nine and four. I think it's, this is why it's such a pivotal game for the Razorbacks, and I think it's a pivotal game for BYU because, um, you know, you begin to start running out of ball games, uh, and you begin to look at the games and say, well, you know, that's going to be tough, or this is one we should win. And, you know, sometimes the numbers don't add up to what you thought they would be at the beginning of the year. You know, Arkansas won nine games last year, so the natural thought among a lot of people is, well, you ought to win ten next year. And sometimes, uh, you know, it just doesn't work out that way. But for Arkansas, this is a pivotal day today. And, um, you know, I do think from a program perspective, uh, you know, you want to continue to rise. You want to play in good bowl games. And these are the kinds of games you have to win if you're going to do that. We're talking with the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett, here on Cougar Pre-Game Live. Chuck, tell our listeners about quarterback K.J. Jefferson. I know he missed last week. He's back, expected to go. Uh, You talk about dual-threat quarterbacks. He's certainly uh, one of those guys that you think of. You know, he's similar to Jaron Hall in that, you know, he he, he does make the defensive coordinator on the other side account for a lot of things in his preparation. And, you know, K.J.'s a guy who can make plays with his legs. He's 6'3 and 240, so he's built like a tight end. And uh, most of the time in the collisions that he is involved in, he's the one handing out the punishment. Um, he is developing into a much better passer. He's always been a, uh, you know, he's always had a strong arm. But, you know, there's a difference between being a thrower and a passer. And a lot of the passing skills he's continuing to develop. Those are really good deep ball. Uh, I think Kendall Bryles has done a good job of putting, it, putting him in positions to make the throws he can make. Very good in the short passing game. Those are good deep ball, so-so in the intermediate game. But when the game's on the line, he'll make plays with his legs. And uh, that's where he's dangerous, and I think that's where, you know, he's at his most exciting, and I think that's what he provides that, you know, sometimes the difference between Arkansas and the other teams. So, you know, he's, he's a great competitor. He's the leader of the team. And, um, you know, to have him back today I think is going to give everybody a lift. 
His counterpart on the defensive side of the football is Drew Sanders, and I would, I'm not a betting man, but if I had to, I'd say he probably accounted for at least eight to ten hours of lost sleep uh, on BYU's side as far as figuring out, uh, you know, trying to figure out ways to stop or slow him down. He just wreaks havoc of opposing offenses. Give our listeners a feel for what kind of player Drew is and what they can expect from him today. You know, Drew's from Texas. He signed with Alabama, played at Alabama, and uh, transferred to Arkansas where he immediately became a starter. Um, I can tell you the first time I saw him out there, it's one of those, who's that guy? And you don't always say that about a linebacker, but, you know, he had that kind of presence out there. We play him more on the inside than Alabama did. Alabama played him as more of an edge guy. Um, he was a five-star recruit, you know, um, and and – He's been a big addition to this defense. I mean, you know, the portal's a real part of college football now, and that's that's one time where, boy, really served the Razorbacks well because he's he's arguably the best player over there. Chuck, last thing, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you on the spot for a prediction in terms of a score. I, I, what type of game? What style of game do you expect today here in Provo? Arkansas is going to try to run the football. I think, frankly, that's where BYU's been susceptible, and that's Arkansas' strength. If Arkansas can't run the football today, it's going to be a long day. If Arkansas can run the football today, I I think everything else that they do will play off that. They'll give up some points. BYU's going to score points. I think the question for both sides today is can you answer? Um, You know, there there are going to be points scored. The other team's going to score, and um, do you have the ability to answer? Last week when we played Mississippi State and they scored – Without our starting quarterback, we didn't have the ability to answer. Um, I think that's going to be critical for both sides today because I think points will be scored. Chuck, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Enjoy Provo and uh, have a great call today. Thank you, Jason. Beautiful city. We're glad to be here. Thank you very much. That is the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett, joining us here on Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, a certain game in Knoxville is the topic of this week's best wins of independence. You're tuned into Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Jeff and Riley with you. We are broadcasting live outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium here at Cougar Canyon, getting you ready for BYU and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Cougar pregame live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union and with a team from the SEC in town today. It worked out perfectly to relive another matchup against the Southeastern Conference as we look back on BYU's best wins of independence. This one, however, was one of the games that was on the road. The date was September 7th, 2019 in Knoxville, Tennessee. BYU trailed the entire game. At the half, the Cougars trailed the Volunteers 13-3 as the offense just could not get going. After pulling to within 13-10, the Cougars had the ball and were trailing 16-13 with just 20 seconds left in regulation. That's when Zach Wilson found Micah Simon behind the defense for a career-long 64-yard reception that allowed BYU to attempt a game-tying field goal. Jake Oldroyd would connect on a 33-yard field goal and send the game to OT. 
It was in double overtime. However, the running back Tyson Williams would bulldoze his way into the end zone and cap off the come-from-behind victory over the Vols. Time to hear it. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. He's got twins left and twins right. Snap, sack, hand off Tyson. Space to the right, 15, 10, 5. He's going in. Touchdown, Tyson Williams. Down to 20 seconds. Wilson in the gun. BYU's 80 yards away from the end zone. 50 yards away from field goal territory. A step up by Wilson. Deep man is open. It's caught by Simon. Oh, yeah, He's playing the 40. The Cut 35, go, 30, 25, 20, 50. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. In seven seconds to go. The clock will stop. Simon was open and Wilson found him. For a 33-yard field goal from the right hash to get the game to overtime. Jake Oldroyd, perfect down the year, lines it up from the right. The right-footed kicker. Snap, hold, kick on its way. Money. It is through for three. Jake, the make, does it again. Now single wide right. Bushman, two wides left. Pulls it away from Tyson. Down and in. Touchdown! Cougars scoring OT. Talon Shumway on the reception. And the Cougars score six on the opening possession of overtime. Twins to either side. Snap, Zach, handoff, Tyson to the 5 push, 4 push, 3. Push. Pile is pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing. He gets to the he's goal in. line. He's in. No signal. He's in. They mark him short, but he's touchdown, in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. They yeah, signal baby. touchdown. He got in, and the Cougars win. What tremendous fortitude by Tyson Williams in the offensive line. Keep the legs dry. The touchdown on the play is under review. Previous play is under review. Tyson drove the legs to the three. The pile kept pushing, pushing, pushing. It ends up in the end zone. They were looking to mark it short. Then an official mark touchdown. The celebration was on, and they're looking at it. Upstairs. The play was reviewed by replay. The ruling on the field was confirmed. It's a touchdown. The game is over. There it is. Yeah, baby. The Cougars have done it. Coming into SEC country and winning it in overtime. Riley, the the thing that I remember is still just being in amazement that the volunteer defense allowed Micah Simon to be that wide open. I could not believe it. Yeah, I mean, I, there's been a couple instances for the Razorback fans that have seen their own secondary do that today. Look, I, as I was uh, reminded of this game as we were preparing this script, it, that game has a lot of similarities. Obviously, BYU's not on the road, but, you know, they suffered that somewhat deflating loss against Utah, right? Last week's loss against Notre Dame was somewhat deflating. SEC opponent, and I i mean, I hope BYU can handle business and that it's not going to take extra periods, but it very well might today. We just heard Chuck Barrett talk the play-by-play for the Razorbacks, think that he's this, that this thing's going to be a track meet shootout. Uh, regardless of what happens, I think today will be definitely entertaining and could very easily, if BYU comes out uh, a winner, be added to this list of memorable wins of independence all right coming up next he's here the crowd is starting to gather they knew they just sensed that it was his segment next the voice of the cougars greg rubel will join us on the other side as we get you ready for the cougars and the razorbacks here on the new skin byu sports network This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Getting closer to kickoff here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, BYU hosting Arkansas out of the SEC. 
Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. We are coming to you live from Cougar Canyon. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Joining us now is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And Greg, man alive, uh, I, I know a lot's been made of afternoon games uh, involving BYU football, but in terms of an atmosphere, weather, this is what a gorgeous day for football today. I know it's fantastic. It uh, you know back in the day, back in the day of the day, this was more the norm yes. uh, than than the exception. Uh, daytime games and uh, and it, it's it, it's wonderful to be in mid October, have a one thirty kick, uh, a, you know a, a solid afternoon window yes. that uh, ESPN will uh, will use, and uh, to have a name like Arkansas in. Uh, it's uh, it's as good as it gets. All right, so let's go over some personnel stuff then. Guys like like Puka, Gunner, Chase Roberts, Miles Davis. Uh, you talked with Kalani. Do we know who's in, who's out at this point? So this will be game seven, right? Correct. Puka Nakua, Gunner Romney, and Chase Roberts have still not had a single snap together on the field this year. That's crazy. And it won't be today either because Gunner Romney's not going to play. So uh, Puka Nakua uh, will be uh, back-to-back available, which is good. Uh, he got through Notre Dame okay. Uh, Puka's back. Chase Roberts returns. He's missed two full games, but essentially almost three. He got a, a peak of the, in the Wyoming game and then was out for the game. So he's basically missed three weeks, uh, but Chase Roberts returns. And so it'll be Nakua, Epps, and Keanu Hill with Chase Roberts and Braden Cosper as the prime wideouts. Uh, Lane Lunt was an available tight end until this week. He's out for the season now. And so Isaac Rex and Mason Wade and Ethan Erickson are the primary tight ends. Uh, without uh, Lopini Katoa, you've got uh, Chris Brooks. And, well, I should note as well, Miles Davis also not ready to play again. Okay. So uh, Miles misses another week. So you're down two of your top three running backs against a team that has uh, one running back that does the work of three running backs. <laughs> so uh, so it's Chris Brooks, it's Mason Fakahua, and it's Hinkley Ropati as the primary uh, true running backs available for BYU today with no Katoa and no Davis. And I really do believe that the Cougars will attempt to have to try and hold their own a little bit on the ground uh, with Arkansas, which is among the very best rushing teams in all of college football. And it wasn't just... Uh, uh, I wasn't joking about the fact that Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders, does the work of three running backs. His numbers and and the Brooks Katoa Davis numbers are practically identical. Three guys for one. Uh, he's he's remarkable. He's excellent. And and uh, in in our pregame conversation, Kalani talking about KJ Jefferson, the player handing the ball to Rocket Sanders, says KJ is as big as a tight end. He's the quarterback, and that's not much of an six three two forty two. So yeah, uh, KJ Jefferson is a is a a sturdy. Uh, a sturdy option back there when running the football, and and he can get it done on the ground. He has 312 rushing yards on the year, and Jaron Hall, considered a dual, a dual threat quarterback, has 75 rushing yards on the year. So KJ Jefferson truly is making the kinds of plays that uh, you know people think uh, could take him to the next level. So Greg, a lot's been made of this Arkansas secondary and how they're beat up. It almost feels BYU esque. Uh, do you see that as a significant matchup, the BYU passing aerial attack against the back end of the Razorback defense? Yeah, Notre Dame is as, or rather, Arkansas is as generous a team nationally at giving up the big play as any team. Uh, and, and, and so that's where they may be susceptible. But they're also a team that uh, has the big play arsenal themselves. Uh, yes, they are known as a run-first team, and they do run the ball very, very well and, and frequently, but uh, they've gone over the top for big gainers as well this year. So um, as much as it's... Um, uh, a ground game versus ground game situation. I think it's a big play versus big play uh, matchup as well because no, both teams have pr- proven capable of doing it. And I just want to see, and maybe even early, just how good Jaron Hall's arm is feeling 
Uh, Kalani said that he's much better this week than last week. He said he feels much better about his chances this week than he did against Notre Dame, and so we'll see how that evidences itself as well. What's at stake today for BYU? You have the, you have the two losses, you, the college football playoff stuff, that's, that's off the table now with the two losses. So what's at stake for BYU against Arkansas today? Well, once you get to the second loss, you're pretty much out of the New Year's Six conversation, right? So then, then you start. That's what I meant, New Year's Six. Yeah, right. College football playoff. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. So, so when you're out of the New Year's Six mix, now you start. Now there's two other goals in mind. Um, and and parenthetically, it's going to be so refreshing to be back in a league. Yes. Because <laughs> where you're not waiting on the judgment of others, you actually prove yeah. it through or, your or wins. It doesn't, or once you have a second loss, you're out. Of, you're not. No, yes. you're still in conference races, yeah. and it's still it's a different deal altogether. So playing for a title is going to mean something for this team because that's the thing. Right now, once you lose your second game, you're then formulating and crafting other objectives, and one of them is, of course, you get to six wins. Right? You get to a bowl eligibility. So six becomes the next number, and then ten's the next number. So bowl eligibility, winning a bowl game. Double-digit win seasons; those become the the goals you have. And and to to get to to six, once you've won today, if you if you win today, well, you beat Utah Tech, and there's your bowl game. So you you've gotten your six. This is the linchpin to getting to your six. But then, relative to the ten, if you don't win today, you have to win out to get ten wins, including all your regular season games and your bowl game yep. to finish at ten and three. So this is kind of the anchor game. This is the one where things kind of swing a little bit for BYU. If you beat Arkansas, a lot of good things can happen for you. And if you beat Arkansas, you know, who's tougher on your schedule the rest of the way than the team you're going to play today? Arguably no one. Yes. A Boise lurks and Boise's Boise, but they've had an up and down season themselves. So if you can win this game today, you could reasonably expect to then uh, go with confidence into the rest of your schedule. If you don't win today, again, getting to six shouldn't be a problem. Getting to ten will be a much taller task, needing to win out the rest of the way. Arkansas's never won a game in the Mountain Time Zone, but they've only played one in the Mountain Time Zone. As long as they've played football, you know, a century plus of football, they've come to the West, the true West, such a limited number of times. They've only won two games in the Mountain Pacific Time Zones and none in the Mountain Time Zone. They won a bowl game. In 1985, they won a game at Hawaii in 1987. That is it. They've lost at UNLV. They've lost at USC. They've lost at Colorado State. Mm. But they never come out here. They just don't do it. And so, you know, they're coming places they don't go. They're coming to altitude. There's a lot of things. They're on a three-game losing streak. Yet, isn't it interesting how many teams out there could be on a three-game losing streak traveling on the road to play a good football team and still be a favorite. Yeah. Well, that's what Arkansas is, and that's SEC football. Yeah. It speaks to their depth and uh, the state of their program where Coach Pittman has them. Yeah. Uh, one question, uh, f- well, t- two. First of all, how's your arm? Because we got some footballs here that the, that the fans need. I threw <laughs> my arm away. Why don't you reach, in, reach yeah, let's, in there? Let's, let's, let's warm it up a few, football. and then in the break, Look, we'll throw there's out the kids, rest. there's kids here I, that I, really I, want Greg <laughs> to throw them a football. I, I, I don't even need to warm up. Yeah. I mean, uh <laughs> These there are light is. enough, there and uh, so so as as we throw, we can talk. What do you have, Riley? So, hey, it, let's it chat. Was just, I've been we a- love Greg. <laughs> we love Greg. Come on, we oh, need no, this. Don't. They've got it. They've got it. So, Greg, I mean, I've been a broken record with everybody who's asked me about this matchup today, and I've been like, look, BYU needs to find a way to possess the football, at least even it up somewhere around 30 minutes. I'm not saying they have to win it as emphatically as they've lost it these last couple of games, but with Arkansas and their power run game and their ability to control the football, do you see that as even a possibility, BYU turning around their fortunes in the time of possession and number of offensive plays run? I think it has to happen, and hopefully early, uh, Riley, it's 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 Aaron Roderick. I feel gets to the ends of games, and he doesn't believe that he's been able to execute his game plan for 60 minutes. Uh, I, just because of the way the rhythm of the game is gone. Notre uh, Arkansas 
uh, is coming off a minus 11-minute possession time disadvantage against Mississippi State just last weekend. So BYU is minus Who's 2 against Notre team? Dame. Yeah, BYU is minus 2 against uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Arkansas is minus 11 minutes against Mississippi State. Both teams are attempting to rectify that particular problem. Of course, the Arkansas Razorbacks didn't have K.J. Jefferson on the field last week, right. and that was a big bit. They, they, they were rotating quarterbacks last week between Fortin and Hornsby, and it took a while before Hornsby got into his rhythm. With K.J. Jefferson, I think they'll expect to look more like themselves on offense. I, I, th- I think the matchup today is what can BYU's defense do to slow down the Arkansas rushing attack. To me, that, Baylor, that, that's everything. Right. Go back to Baylor. If, if they can play a Baylor-type game on defense, I think it's a winnable game for BYU. Greg, Riley, thank you so much. We'll let both of you go. Uh, appreciate the insight, and uh, we'll hear both of you coming up in about 30 minutes. Greg's going to take the football. No, no, no. I've left four oh, footballs thought, for you. Okay. You, yeah. I want you to throw one more. One more. Greg's going to throw one more before we go to break. There we go. All right. All right here we go. We're going to get a couple more here. Last football we'll throw in the break. We'll take a break. We come back. Mitchell Jurgens will join us, but first... Actually, no, uh, it's, it's, we're on the 30s, so we don't need the, uh, the ID. So we will take a 10-second break. Back after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Cougars, Razorbacks coming your way from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Joined now by our sideline reporter, Mitchell Jurgens, former BYU receiver. Look, first and foremost, a game day like this, hosting Arkansas in Provo, gorgeous weather. What a what an unbelievable opportunity for BYU today! Oh yeah, no, this is awesome. I mean, this is it's a prime time game. All eyes on BYU, and and, and you, you couldn't ask for a game mid October. The perfect weather for me, selfishly, I'm excited that I'm not going to get home at 3 a.m. Um, well, I'll, traffic could still be. Who a knows? Who knows? But it's uh, yeah, you, you couldn't ask for a better situation. A, a game day Saturday college football experience. This is this is awesome. So, what's the matchup you're looking? for? forward to today what what's what is the matchup you think will determine this game I, I said with greg a minute ago i think it's it's byu's rush defense versus the obviously strong running attack of arkansas where do you go with that yeah it it, it has to be i mean this is uh you know you look at even so far this season i'm a big believer that the line of scrimmage whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to have control of the football game right and and with how well arkansas has run the football i mean they you know averaging over 230 yards a game it's going to be a tough task for byu's um not just the the uh the line but the front seven i think um the the linebackers for byu are going to have to step up big to stop this and make this a game um but if if somehow BYU can't stop them, then they're going to have to compete on offense and respond, and that's going to be the aerial attack. I mean, we look at um, just how susceptible this Arkansas secondary, and, and they are banged up. Um, and so if Jaron can, if he's feeling healthy yeah. and he's feeling good and he looks sharp, and they, they they may just have to rely on that passing game to keep them in this football game if if they can't do what they need to do and stop the run against Arkansas. Well, and look, and, and that's I just I look at this and like Arkansas has is. BYU has had a problem running the football. They just they just have, and and you hope that that will get better. But 
Jaron Hall, if, if it comes down to it, you know, I know you want to establish the run, but if Jaron Hall is the Jaron Hall that we've seen all year, he's shown what he can do through the air. I, 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 with them speaking of Arkansas being susceptible to the pass, like I know you want to establish the run, but if, if getting the yards are going to come through the air, I think that's the way you got to go. And it's, I know it's bad because you, you, everybody talks about establishing the run, but if if it's not going to work. You just got to go through the air. Yeah, and today's one of those games. It's it's strictly a must win. It doesn't matter how they win the game. I don't care if, if BYU runs the ball 70 times or passes the ball 70 times, right? This is a game where you just have to figure out how to win the game. It doesn't, you don't have to come in with this mindset. We have to establish the run. We have to throw it X amount of times. I mean, this is, it's just, it's one of those games. Um, and we just heard, uh, to your to your rushing point, um, no Miles Davis, no Lopini Katoa, right? And so they are down in the rush attack game. This may just be, has, or it has to be a game for Jaron to, you know, unleash the arm. Hopefully he's feeling good. And these receivers, Chase Roberts is back for them to step up and make plays to keep this BOU team in this ballgame. So today is game seven. So we're, we're a little more than halfway through the season. Where is this team now versus maybe where you thought it would be or could be at this point? Yeah, I think that's a t- it's a tough question because with the early success that BYU had, expectations for BYU fans always changes, and they did after that Baylor game, right? It's like, oh, this is the team that's going to run the table. This is the team. But going into the season, it was always with these big four games, right, uh, Baylor, Notre Dame, Oregon, and Arkansas – it needed to be a split, yep. right? To you know, go two and two against those teams. Right now, they they beat Baylor, they lost to Notre Dame, um, and uh, lost to Oregon. And so this is one of those must-win games. But if they win this game, then if you you know step back preseason, this is exactly where you wanted BYU to be: five and two heading into the second half stretch of the season. Um, and so uh, now that that's as far as the record goes. As far as terms of play, like where where they are now and, and what the expectation was, um, they're not playing the football that we had hoped to that, that they had played. Right against a Wyoming, against Utah State, you were hoping for a demanding win, um, and they didn't. They they did not look that dominant. Um, and there are so many things that still need to be fixed. Right, stopping the run on defense, um, clean, you know, smart play. We're we're game six. Uh, or through six games into the season, and they're still making those mental mistakes that come game six, game seven, they shouldn't be making. Um, the special teams unit all season, it just hasn't been on point. And so these are things that, um, you know, ahead of the season, I don't think people expected BOU to be in this spot from terms of play, but this is one of those games. It's a turning point game, and they can absolutely change their season with, a, a, you know, figuring out how to just win the game today, give them the energy and the momentum through the rest of the season. We've talked a lot all season just how how well Jaron Hall has played and, and just how much he's shouldered this year. Who's your unsung hero on this team so far this year? Yeah, it's t- it's a tough question because, um, I mean, there's so many players that have, have come up and have been asked to, to make a big leap, but my, my, I immediately go to Cody Epps. I mean, with no, nobody asked or expected, um, nobody expected Puka Nakua, Gunnar Romney, even Chase Roberts to be as limited as they have been in these first couple games. And Cody Epps is a guy who didn't make a splash. He hasn't made a splash yet. Um, and it, it's it's been remarkable at how consistent, how electric he is as a player. And I'm a big fan of guys that are just, they're humble, they do their job. And, and I love, you know, here 
hearing Cody talk about, you know, reflect about the game. He's a humble guy that just um, you, you root for it, and so I love to see that. Um, on the defensive side, if I can give one more player, um, and, and not as much of a, you know, a common unsung hero because he has produced in the past, but Max Tooley. Um, He's been brilliant. Coming, coming into the season, he could have been the fourth best linebacker on paper, right? You look at Wilgar, Peely, those were kind of the two front studs with Bywater having a, coming off a good season and, and truly people question his size and his ability to be physical. But he has come on and he's, he is the best linebacker for BYU right now. He forces turnovers. He's physical. Um, and it's just been remarkable to see his stride that he's made from last season to this season. So uh, I asked Greg this question in terms of what's at stake, and, and you know, we kind of went down the, the, the path of, look, you have the two losses, so the New Year's Six Bowl game, that's kind of out of the question. But, like, Riley and I earlier talked about it being a measuring stick for both teams. This, this, the thing that I love is even though there's both teams are in rank, neither team right now is, is in the mix for anything be, you know, bigger than that. But there's, this is still a big game yeah. for both. I, I love that there's that we should see a pretty intense matchup today. Oh, yeah. It's almost it, both of these teams are in a position they didn't think they'd be in yeah. come week seven. Um, thinking, you know, as you know, as we look uh, to week two, week three, we thought this was going to be a uh, potential, you know, college game day experience with um, with two very highly ranked teams, but they're not in that situation. And I think their backs are against the wall, recognizing, look, this is a game where we're going to it's the season's going to be saved or now we've got a really scratch and claw to do something with this season. And so for both teams, you can imagine how much energy, how much passion these two teams will play with because they both feel yes. like the, the rest of the season is riding on the outcome of this game. Yep, absolutely. Great stuff, Mitch. Appreciate it. We'll uh, let you get uh, back up to the booth and get ready for the broadcast coming up a little bit later. Thanks, man. Okay, thanks, Jason. All right, on the other side, Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman breaks down the BYU offense. That's next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Welcome back outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium. and Coming to you live from Cougar Canyon. Shep with you, getting you ready for the Cougars and the Arkansas Razorbacks. By the way, shout out to BYU superfan John, by the way. Uh, he just texted me saying he's on a bus leaving Kennebunkport. Uh, apparently he's hosting a cruise, so they are, uh, they are on the East Coast listening to BYU football and supporting the Cougars, as I know he always does. So shout-out to John, by the way, listening to Cougar Pregame Live. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The head coach of Arkansas is Sam Pittman. I mentioned this earlier. He's in year three with the Razorbacks. Uh, he addressed the media this week and began with his overall thoughts on today's game in Provo. We're really excited to go to BYU. Personally, I've never been up there before uh, for a game. I've, I've drove by the stadium, but I never have gone up there for a game. I know our team will be excited to go up there and play. They have a really nice team. Coach Satake has, has done a very good job. They play extremely hard. They've got a really good quarterback, good offensive line, receivers that can win one-on-one catches. And uh, I really like their linebackers on defense, uh, especially like Thule and and I don't want to say his name wrong. 
Jerome uh, P. Lee or P-I-L-I. I like those two guys. They're really good players for them and got a solid D line and secondary. It'll be a really nice challenge for us. about how rare it is to get an SEC to travel west and beyond just the geography coach Pittman was asked how rare it is to play a non-conference game this late in the season well in all the SEC places I've been that's it's been abnormal normally it's an in-conference home game but uh, it's the schedule we're going to embrace it and uh, but it, yeah it's different the 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 great thing is it's not a night game. It's their homecoming and all those things, a whiteout and all that kind of stuff. But it's not a night game, so we're not going to get back at 7 or what. And we're off next week. We, we get a bye week. So if you're going to have one that goes up to Utah, uh, this is the perfect weekend to have it. With the Razorbacks riding a three-game losing streak, Coach Pittman says they can look back on similar a similar situation last year on just how to turn things around. I think the difference in this year and last year when we went on a three-game losing streak was uh, the health of the team was was a little bit better. Uh, Our next game was Pine Bluff instead of BYU. You know, there's some differences in the scheduling, differences in the health of the team. We can go back on to uh, we'd lost three in a row last year and ended up in in the top 20 in the country and and finished out strong. You know, we're all disappointed. I don't know if it's just the losses or – but how we've played the last two weeks, you know. But I, I think in a nutshell, it's uh, we've lost three games and we need to we need to stop. Hall's a really good. Knows it will have its hands full with Jaron Hall today. And Coach Pittman talks about the BYU signal caller and the rest of the Cougar offense. Good quarterback. I like their offensive line. I think their two tackles are really good. Actually, I think they're they're all good. I like their two tackles. I think they're really good. I, obviously, Kingsley, the right tackle, I tried to recruit at Georgia and, and lost that lost that battle. They're all different personnel. They go all empty. They've got uh, Romney back. You know, he was out for a while and another receiver. So they're they're receivers. They're big. They throw a lot of one on one balls. You know, we're gonna have to pressure him because. I believe he'll he'll pick us apart if we don't. We want, we've got to stop the run. We've got to pressure him because uh, if we don't, I, I think he's really good and a really accurate thrower, and, and his receivers are big. You know, they're 6'2 and better. You know, and just to – for those that may be just tuning in and you heard Coach Pittman talk about how, well, Gunner's back. Well, uh, unfortunately, Gunner is not back for today's game. He is not going to play today. The good news is uh, BYU does appear they're going to have Chase Roberts back. Puka is going to play. Chase Roberts is going to play, but no Gunner Romney. And then we also heard from Greg Rubel uh, a couple of segments ago uh, that BYU will be down two running backs, Lopini Katoa and Miles Davis, both scratched from today. So Chris Brooks, uh, Hinkley Ropati, uh, those are some of the guys that are going to be carrying the load uh, in uh, in lieu of those two running backs not being here. Now, one interesting thing between these two teams, BYU has had an issue with slow starts this year, and Arkansas has too. Coach Pittman was asked how much of a focus that will be this week. We focused it last week, too. It just didn't work, you know, and I appreciate the question. I do uh, because it is a concern. You know, it might be even to a taking a ball if we win the coin toss. You know, we're such a deferred team and things of that nature because I like having the ball coming out of the third quarter, you know. 
the bottom line is I think we have to do a better job offensively on having our openers solid, concrete, practicing them over and over and over. And we have to have our 10 plays in there that we're going to run and depending on down and distance and get our kids to believe in, in, that, in those plays. We have to execute. I mean, I get it. And we, we do that, but I think we've got to make a, a stronger, concentrated effort on that. Yeah, that will be something interesting to see if Arkansas does win the coin toss, see if they actually, instead of deferring, which, you know, 99% of the time, teams that win the coin toss will defer to the second half because just like Coach Pittman said, everybody loves to have that second half possession coming out of halftime. But it will be interesting to see if he mixes things up and takes the ball to see if he can jumpstart the offense and, and maybe you know get out of the slow start situation that has faced them over the last couple of weeks. All right, last one. While Coach Pittman doesn't necessarily know Kalani personally, he says that he's been impressed with him in the limited time that he's been around him have high respect for him just you know in the AFCA you all the coaches are on zoom and the things that he talks about when he speaks in the head coaches meetings he's very very intelligent from everything I see he's very very positive obviously he has a love for BYU you know and I know this that for him to get Kingsley to come back from Oregon to BYU. I have high respect for Kingsley's family, and they love him. I would think that that's enough endorsement right there. I, I do believe, just like you said, Tom, he's a fine, fine man, a hell of a football coach. All right, that was Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman. We'll take a break. Back for one more segment. Get you ready for the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show when we come back on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Final segment of Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Let's get you caught up on some games going on right now in top 25 college football. Michigan hosting Penn State Wolverines with a 31-17 lead over the Nittany Lions. Number nine, Ole Miss. Pretty good game with Auburn. They're in the third quarter, and Ole Miss with a touchdown lead at 38-31. to Number 19, Kansas on the road at Oklahoma. The Sooners, which, man, they have not been playing good football. Uh, they have uh, pulled out to a commanding lead. It is 42-28 with just under five minutes to go in the third quarter, leading the Kansas Jayhawks also in the Big 12. Funny how we're paying attention to the Big 12 right now, right? Number 20, Texas, hosting Iowa State and the Longhorns. Trail at home in the fourth. It is 21-17 in favor of Iowa State. Also in the top 25, number 24, Illinois, with a 23-14 lead over Minnesota. Uh, Other games later on today, Georgia hosting Vanderbilt, Alabama at Tennessee. The big game, not just in top 25, but in the Big 12 as well. Uh, The matchup between TCU and Oklahoma State, that game being played in Fort Worth. NC State at Syracuse. Number 25, James Madison at Georgia Southern. Number four, Clemson on the road at Florida State. Kentucky 
Kentucky hosting Mississippi State, and then number seven at USC at number 20, Utah. That game kicking at 6 o'clock. That's going to do it for Cougar Pre-Game Live. Coming up on the other side, it's the Zions Bank Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You've been listening to Cougar Pre-Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pre-Game Live was brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For big-time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. The Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O' Tires, the team you trust. Let's rejoin Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar football fans. Welcome inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the campus of Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, as today. BYU kicks off its second half of the regular season with a first-ever meeting against the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Cougars bring the SEC to LES as both teams look to get back on the winning track. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, sitting alongside the former BYU quarterback, the slinging, scrambling southpaw, Riley Nelson. And Riley, there are five P5 teams on the BYU schedule this season. For the Cougs to finish above 500 in those five games, they'll need a win here today. And they draw an Arkansas team that comes in as the rare road favorite on a three-game losing streak. The Razorbacks open the year 3-0. They're ranked as high as number 10. They're now 3-3. BYU opened 2-0. Got as high as number 12. They're now 4-2. Both teams are in equal need of a tone setter as they begin the back halves of their 2022 campaign. You mentioned Arkansas coming in as favorites. I think that the powers that be or those that determine who's favorite and who's underdog put, placed a lot of weight last week in last week's matchup against Notre Dame. To me, there were some troubling signs, but I think that was uncharacteristic of this BYU football program. I hope today to see a return to who we know them to be. That's an offense that is able to control the rhythm and pace of the game, possess the football, as well as uh, create big plays and capitalize in the red zone. That's a defense that plays assignment sound football, that plays discipline, does not give any freebies to the offense by way of penalties or big plays, and makes it hard all day. If BYU can return to who I think they are at their core, it should bode well for them. Coming up after the break, we'll get the pregame perspective of BYU head coach Kalani Sitake as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show continues for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. This is BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues. Once again, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Top of the hour, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. 
Coming your way live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo ahead of BYU and Arkansas. The Razorbacks, only the second program to visit BYU as a member of the SEC. Texas A&M played and lost here in 1996, but they were a Big 12 team at the time. Mississippi State played and won here in Lavelle Edwards' final season as BYU head coach back in the year 2000. So totaling up the home, the away, and the neutral field battles against current members of the SEC, BYU is 7-7 and against the league all-time. But it is the first time that BYU's faced the Razorbacks. These two teams will do it again next year in Fayetteville. The significance of that game is that it will be the last game BYU plays before its first Big 12 conference game ever next year. And we expect that Big 12 schedule featuring BYU to be released in the coming weeks. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. It's brought to you by Zions Bank. For big-time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. And today, Kalani talks about having a great day to put it all together after some, uh, well, uneven football that's followed a big win over Baylor more than a month ago. They get the Razorbacks do the Cougars today here on a sunsplash Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here's the coach. A lot of fun um, homecoming you know so the uh, obviously the guys know that there's going to be a I mean we've had great crowds here all year long and so they bring a lot of energy we're excited about the game and and the time too we were just uh, in the matchup I think um, you know Arkansas has definitely got our attention watching their film really well coached uh, Sam Pittman is a great coach and uh, just looking forward to the, the game the competition and hopefully you know that the when you see what you see on film will bring out the best and what we see on the field today will bring out the best in our in our team as well. Arkansas lost three games in a row, but uh, against very good opposition, of course, mm-hmm. they played a good schedule through six games. Yeah, and they, they went through some injuries, and so that you know they've been battling some injuries on their team on both sides of the ball, and so um, I think they're getting some guys healthier. We we know all about the injury stuff and how that could that could disrupt the timing and disrupt your, the flow of the offense and defense, and so um, you know they, they get the quarterback uh, back today, and so we have to be ready for him. He's dangerous player um, and you know we have to play Simon Sound football with great fundamentals today on defense and then offensively uh, take care of the football sustain the drives but uh, keep a rhythm going does KJ Jefferson remind you of anybody you've had to defend in the past or any quarterbacks in the game uh, in other places? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I compare to Cam Newton because he's very similar uh, size. Because he's not small. I mean, he's big. He's he's the biggest tight ends and and uh, uh, great great poise and he can run. He's he's uh, but also he's got he he has a strong arm and uh, doesn't mind throwing the ball downfield. So uh, that poses a lot of problems for uh, a lot of teams and and they they're used to. Um, having yards, they, they run. They average over 200 in, in the run game and 200 in the pass game. So uh, they're balanced. We we have to try to find a way to make them uh, take away that balance and disrupt everything that they do well. Yeah, they're a run first team. They run more frequently than only the service academies. Yet they've hit numerous plays over the top. They are a big yeah. play team, kind of in both ways. And that, I think that speaks to the athleticism that they have on the one on one matchups. You try to take away the run, and then they throw the ball over over your head, and, and it, they can make. They have the speed. And athleticism to break big ones because you look at the uh, amount of times that they throw it's it's, it's big gains and they uh, for us would be taking away the big plays but also being being stout up front and then taking taking care of the run game and you're a big play team as well Arkansas has given up a few uh, long yardage mm-hmm. plays this season when teams are successful against Arkansas where do you think they're do what do you think they're doing well to have that kind of success well I think well, on defense when they're on defense they, they, they pressure really well they have a really good uh, linebacker in the 42 is just so active and um, 
uh, he, he's, he has just a great motor. But the, the entire team uh, is athletic and big and strong. They're an SEC team, and they, you know, they can hang with the big boys. And so they are big boys and big boy team. And uh, this would be a good test for us and be able for us to measure ourselves and see how we can match up against them. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to them. I think I think the guys are excited about the game and um, want to see how they, they they go against Arkansas. We see it on film, and now we're going to put it together on the field. How's Jaron Hall feeling from last week to this week? A lot better. So um, I feel more confident about him this week than definitely last week. You know, and, and um, uh, we trust him, and so hopefully he you know he, he can uh, do what he normally does, which is take care of the football, uh, distribute the ball to wherever the places are that the defense gives us, and not try to force anything. But when it's time to make a big play, to be aggressive and go after it. You are down a few of Jaron's offensive weapons this week. Yeah, um, you know Gunner's not 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 able to go. Uh, Miles Davis isn't able to go today, and so we're going to lean on. And Lopini Cato is not going as well. So the run game, running backs, going to lean on Chris Brooks and, and have uh, you know Mason Fakahua and and uh, Hinkler Ropati and others that that will be in the mix. And um, you know we get Chase Roberts back with our receiving crew. So um, yeah, I, I would love to have Gunner, but uh, Chase having Chase back is going to be huge for our team. And he practiced really well. I, I thought they practiced overall. The entire team practiced a lot better this week, and we did some things different. This week then to get ready for the day game i think it's given them a lot of confidence coming into this 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 um, game this week early lifts that kind of thing yeah just get the guys up early and just get their clock started i mean we i'm not a scientist but we have sports scientists on staff and they 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 think this is the best to get our guys to performing at the optimal um performance and, and that's going to be uh, hopefully right at kickoff and so and then we sustain it throughout the entire 60 minutes of game clock and uh, we have some things to do along the way and make adjustments but for the most part I feel like the guys the, the energy and their awareness the alertness they have is a lot better now and, and we'll see if we keep it up I, th- I think going to next week this has been a really good week for us in the mm-hmm. prep a little bit of an adjustment but I think the result we've seen it already is it's been beneficial for us All right. Kalani thank you for the preview we'll talk to you a post game. Thanks and good luck. Go Cougs. Thank you. That is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake, and this has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The new Tricost Cougar kickoff show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're listening to the NutraCost Cougar Kickoff Show. NutraCost, the official supplement provider of BYU Athletics. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. Also by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good afternoon. Once again, Cougar Nation, welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium as we bring you a Saturday matinee between the 4-2 and two BYU Cougars and the 3-3 three and three Arkansas Razorbacks. BYU coming all off a loss to Notre Dame last week in Las Vegas. The Razorbacks have dropped three straight, including a setback last Saturday in Starkville. Mississippi State manhandling the Razorbacks, who are without their outstanding dual-threat quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. He's back, and his counterpart, Jaron Hall, will have to be sharp if BYU's going to hang with the Hogs. This is the Nutricost Cougar kickoff show presented by Nutricost, the official supplement provider of BYU Athletics. Greg Gubel, Riley Nelson with you in the broadcast booth. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens joining us 
in the Zions Bank end zone for big time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. Cougar Canyon and scoreboard host Jason Shepard. Our booth engineers Michael Wimmer and Clark Jackman. Studio and Cougar Canyon engineer Barry Squires. Spotter McKay Perry. Statistician Ralph Sokolowski. Coordinating producer Terry South. Control board operators Corbin Radford, Adam Woodall, and Logan Gardner. Our broadcast interns are Dallin Birmingham at the stadium. Shiler Johnson at BYU Radio. You are tuned in on the new skin BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, our Salt Lake City over-the-air flagship KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You can also get us on the BYU Radio app, byuradio.org, the KSL apps, many different places to tune in. Glad you are with us. Well, since beating Baylor, BYU's won two and lost two and has had a hard time getting out of the blocks in all four games, the slow starts have been a bit of a problem. And while it didn't cost the Cougs and wins over Wyoming and Utah State, it did against better teams in Oregon and Notre Dame. Against the Ducks, BYU trailed 24-7 at halftime. Against Wyoming, BYU trailed until four seconds to go before halftime. Against the Aggies, 17-17 at halftime. And against Notre Dame, down 18-6 after two quarters. Even more troubling has been the fact that uh, BYU is averaging only 20 offensive plays in its last two first halves over the last four games, that number increases to only 25 plays per first half. That pace is simply not high enough to really sustain a lot of success. Now, BYU Riley has to find a way to get the defense off the field, especially early in games. The, to me, the need is so urgent in this category that I almost wonder, and granted, Greg, we will not. It is always tails and then defer to the second half. But you almost wonder if from the opening kick, Kalani decides to send a message to this team by taking the football just so we can put the offense on the field, try and get some rhythm going, put together a solid first drive. Look, whether they get the ball first or they get the ball second, it doesn't matter. Uh, that doesn't necessarily matter. But the need to establish an offensive rhythm early early on in the game, to me, is vital to controlling the pace against an Arkansas Razorbacks team that is very comfortable taking the rhythm from you and controlling the pace at their will. He is Riley Nelson. The BYU defense, meantime, not doing itself any favors in the effort to get off the field because, well, they are making enough quote-unquote plays. Uh, Yes, they are good at forcing opposing offenses to have to go long distances over long stretches of time, but that's exactly what the opponents are doing. At one point last week in Las Vegas, Notre Dame strung together consecutive drives of 10 plays 75 yards, 10 plays 68 yards, 10 plays 79 yards, 11 plays 75 yards. Those drives produce three touchdowns. Now, there are different ways to make plays, but here are some of them. Third down, get off the field on third down. Well, BYU's 92nd and third down defense. First downs allowed. BYU 89th there defensively. Takeaways. BYU ranks 106th. Tackles for loss. BYU ranks 112th. Sacks. BYU ranks 102nd. So opponents, Riley, are having, well, way too many positive plays and not nearly enough negative ones. BYU probably has to find a way to be somehow, some way more disruptive. In looking earlier to the season at the Baylor game for perhaps a formula or a framework where BYU can uh, repeat that, to produce a victory here today at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They were able to, and 
By the way, for all Cougar fans listening that are coming to the game, get here, be loud. The the fans contributed a lot to those Baylor uh, penalties that got them off schedule, but the BYU defense was able to continually, and especially in the second half, get Baylor behind the sticks in early downs. They have to find a way to do that to, to Arkansas. That, getting an opponent off schedule, especially in first and second down, significantly increases your chances of getting off the field and not letting them mount up 10-play drive after 10-play drive. We'll have more of the Nutricost Cougar kickoff show right after this. But before the break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Nutricost Cougar kickoff show continues right after this break, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Built Bar Broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU home to Arkansas for the first time all time. BYU playing its first of back-to-back 1.30 Mountain Time games. It'll be 3.30 Eastern next Saturday in Lynchburg, Virginia, BYU and Liberty. While the Cougars are lights out at night, they've won 13 straight night games. BYU 3-5. and five. In its last eight-day game. So whether it's starting slowly or struggling for success in the sunshine, the Cougars need to get going more quickly, whether it's earlier in games, as we talked about, or earlier in the day sometimes. <laughs> they sure do, Greg. I, I've put a lot of thought, maybe too much thought, into why they have had such poor success during day games. Maybe it is just to get into the routine, because we get so often slated in that 8.30 slot, right, that that kind of becomes your normal home routine, and then you get pulled out of it. And often it's against a big opponent, just like today. ESPN thinks Arkansas-BYU, two big brands. Let's put them in, the, in one of the premier slots uh, of the college football TV schedule. Whatever the reason is, BYU and because Sataki, whether it's the streak to Utah or some other streaks, he's been good at busting those. No better time than the present to start one, start a new streak of being 1-0 in day games and continuing it, figuring out a way to win when the sun's shining. By the way, on the, uh, on the quick start uh, phenomenon, BYU scored 28 points in the first quarter in Tampa. Remember the South Florida start? That's Unbelievable. Right. 28 points in the first quarter in that game. In the five games since, BYU scored a total of 30 points in first quarters. Wow. All right, time for today's Hyatt Place Comfort Zone feature at Hyatt Place Provo. Your safety and comfort will always be our highest priority. And game by game, wide receiver Cody Epps is getting more and more comfortable as a go-to playmaker. He's now scored touchdowns in four consecutive games. He has a team-high tying five touchdowns on the season. He scored all five in those four games. Riley, he's only a redshirt freshman. I can hardly contain my excitement for Cody Epps. And I know both he and a lot of the a lot of his teammates and coaches are saying it was only a matter of time. This is a kid who went to one of the premier prep football programs in Southern California in modern day. Modern day. He was the favorite target of Heisman winning trophy Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Bryce Young at Alabama. They prepped together at Modern Day. So all the skills have been there. It's only just been a matter of time for him to figure out this offense, gain that trust with Jaron Hall, and boy, I think he has it. And they feed that guy all over the field, whether it's deep shots down the middle that we saw at Notre Dame or against the goal line, which we saw another one of his touchdowns there. Hopefully he can produce. I don't know if it'll be another multi-touchdown today or whatever form it takes, but I expect big things from Cody Epps. If someone had said before the season you're not going to have Puka Nakua, Gunnar Romney, or Chase Roberts together at any point in the first six games at least or seven games, you wouldn't be too enthused. 
but the way that Cody Epps and Keanu Hill have played, even Braden Cosper, without these big guns at wide receiver available, has been truly inspiring. And again, no Gunnar Romney today, so yet another game, seven games in, where Chase and Puka and Gunnar have not been on the field for a single snap all season. But Chase Roberts does come back today. Puka will again play today, but no Gunnar Romney in that trio. All right, we are back with more of the NutraCost Cougar Kickoff Show live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Built Bar Broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Arkansas moments away. Kickoff just after the bottom of the hour. And when the game does kick off, the kicking game will again be a question mark, as in who will do what and how well will they do. Because special teams have been struggling this season. Missed field goals and a missed PAT last week, underscoring BYU's up-and-down play over the last month with the leg swingers. And the Jake Oldroyd situation's kind of befuddling. A couple of seasons ago, he was on pace to perhaps become BYU's best-ever place kicker. And it's been a tough couple of years. And for the time being, he's been replaced on PATs and short field goals. There's still time to win back those roles, of course. But for the time being, Jake Oldroyd and Justin Smith are kicking by committee. And it's not just the first part, or it's not just the final score where you think and you tally up, oh, three points here or a single point there. It's also decisions made throughout the game, like missing that extra point on the first touchdown impacted decisions made later on during that Notre Dame game. Hopefully they've exercised the demons, and whether it's Justin or Jake, can they can go out there, put boot to ball, as you say, Greg, and find the... the space between the uprights. And the plan right now is to keep Justin Smith on short field goals and PATs, Jake Goldright on longer field goals and kickoffs. Let's head down to field level and bring up the field mic for our national anthem. expecting airmen from the 388th and 419th fighter wings to conduct an F-35A Lightning II flyover here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Flying the jets will be 466th fighter squadron pilots, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Jensen and Major Jefferson Page. They have a combined 6,000 flying hours. Page graduated from BYU in 2007. Jensen grew up in Arkansas before making his way to the Air Force Academy. This flyover forthcoming here in Provo. Always exciting when the Jets roar overhead 
Getting ready to head to break. Before we do so, let's get today's player to watch. Brought to you by VidAngel. Skip offensive content in movies and shows. When you watch with VidAngel, learn more at vidangel.com. Riley, who's your player to watch in today's game against Arkansas? Greg, you mentioned earlier the 28 points scored in the first quarter of the USF. We hope that BYU returns to those scoring ways. If we remember, not all 28 points as there go the F-35s. Awesome. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, not all of those points were scored by the offense. Seven of them were put on the board by the defense by way of a Max Tooley pick six. So Max Tooley, and typically, at least historically, when BYU in these big games, I think back to USC and others, when they get a quality opponent here in a primetime situation in a day game, the defense needs to contribute uh, if not at least by turnovers, and if not, trying to put up some points on the board. Max Tooley's been the one who's been able to do that most for his BYU defense uh, this season. He's the one I have my eye on again today to produce a game-changing play on defense. Max Tooley, the only FBS linebacker with two pick sixes on the season this season. Coming up, we'll head down to field level here from Mitchell Jurgens as the Nutracost Cougar kickoff show continues right after this. Live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Arkansas coming up. Razorbacks, one of the most productive and committed rushing teams in the country, led by running back Raheem Rocket Sanders, quarterback K.J. Jefferson. Sanders, ninth nationally in rush yards per game. Jefferson, one of two SEC QBs with 1,000 passing yards and 300 rushing yards this season. He's having the kind of year that I thought Jaron Hall might be having, but while Jaron's not really yet produced a ton with his legs, Jefferson is a consistent ground gainer for the Razorbacks. He has both rushing and passing touchdowns in four of his five games played this year. I really think that K.J. Jefferson will be one of the best overall athletes that BYU will face on the field this season. He is incredibly big and I would say durable. However, he did miss last week, so he's not... Uh, it was a head injury. He, right. He's not Superman, right? There, There is susceptible. When, whenever you go out there and you're running around as a quarterback, you do open yourself up to getting knocked around. Uh, but he, whether it's spying him with Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar, Max Tooley, Ben Bywater, or whether it's uh, the defensive front really keeping their rush lanes, you mentioned he runs. They get a lot of design runs. It's not just scrambling, but he is the key for the Arkansas Razorbacks. This BYU team and coaching staff knows that, and I cannot wait to see what schemes they've devised to limit him. Let's head down now to field level. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you and Mitch with the New Year's Six now out of the mix. The next mileposts become bowl eligibility and double-digit win season. And today's game it means a great deal uh, to, to both of those ends. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. This is a must-win game for BYU. A must-win for the record and a shot at you know a more manageable feat of 10 wins. Uh, but more of a must-win for BYU to get out of this rut that they've been in. This is a game halfway through the season that feels like that turning point game where a win gives the team the confidence they need to finish strong and feel like they can beat anybody. But a loss may put that in question and leave this team questioning who they really are. Uh, What plays in BYU's favor tonight will be, number one, the fact that this game is played here in Provo today. Provo is proving to be one of the most difficult places to play, and hopefully the energy in the stadium can give this BYU team enough juice 
to supplement some recent work play. And second, you know, if Jaron Hall is looking healthy, his arm's feeling good, it may just be what BOU needs in a potential high-scoring affair where the pass attack offense for the Cougars could be needed to lead them to a victory today. Mitchell, thank you. Good stuff. Coming up next, Riley's Ford keys to the game. Starting lineups and the opening kick. This has been the NutraCost Cougar Kickoff Show live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.